This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. We're answering great questions, and so thank you listeners for submitting those. Today's question, Michael, is, James says, we are saved by works. Am I missing something? Uh, no, because James does say that, actually. He does. Um, I think here's a good way to just explain it. There are there There's a desire inside of all of us to make sure there are no contradictions in the Bible. And yes. that's a good desire because there's this like voice of accusers out there who are saying the Bible contradicts itself. Mm-hmm. Even this Sunday, um, I'm preaching on the second creation account. And constantly we hear this. Oh, look, there's two separate there's creation two accounts. accounts. So there's got to it had have happened twice. Yep. Or um, different authors, or one is all poetry, or the Bible contradicts itself. And you know, there's all these like um, concerns that people have in their brain, and I get them, and they're good. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I found is that almost every concern about contradictions. Uh, completely falls away when you understand context. Yes. Um, it's just that simple. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes also there's this uh, sense that when when we look at the Bible, we treat them as if they're very simple creatures. Like they're very <laughs> dumb people. Like the mm-hmm. same Moses who put together Genesis 1 account could not have been smart enough to pick up the discrepancies in Genesis 2 account. Right, you know, right. he must not be that smart. Yeah. Or uh, James, as he's penning this, you know, the brother of God, um, of Jesus Christ is, is like, you know, um, I'm really just kind of confused on this. And and every time I use the word saved, I, I, it only has one meaning. It's only, you know, like, <laughs> I know that the person asking this question actually, you know, is, is not necessarily going there. And they want to have a good understanding, yeah, right? Especially when you're talking to your Roman Catholic friends and mm-hmm. they say, well, hey, here the Bible says you're saved by by works. And, and so and you want to have a good response. Your earns your grace. Completely. And it's free grace. It from, has to be earned. From the Catholic perspective. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know if you were advocating that <laughs> or if you were like, no. <laughs> no. I was like, well, we need, we need to talk. Um, and so like you'll hear, you'll hear me say regularly, nowhere does the Bible say that somebody goes to heaven by being good. And that is a, an objective true statement. But then mm-hmm. someone picks up James 2.24 says, you see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Okay, mm-hmm. so justification is a very sacred word uh, in the evangelical world. It goes all the way back, we'll just say to Scripture, but really to the Reformation where the Roman Catholic Church was advocating that anybody who says in the Council of Trent that somebody is justified uh, by faith alone shall be accursed or mm-hmm. anathema. Mm-hmm. And Paul's teaching in, in Romans is that you are justified by faith alone and Christ alone. And yes. So obviously the Council of Trent had some serious issues. Well, in James chapter 2, uh, James says, no, you're justified by faith and works. And in Romans, Paul says you're justified by faith. Well, which one is which it? Which one is it? Because it sounds like they're contradicting each other. Correct. And the the actual explanation is A, simple, and B, is proven by context. Yes. Uh, the explanation is that the word justified is used in multiple different ways throughout mm-hmm. Scripture. So is the word salvation. Multiple words are used. It's called your semantic range. It's yes. the range of use of a word. Of a word. So I can say, Tim, you're right, R-I-G-H-T. Tim, look right, R-I-G-H-T. <laughs> I could say, right? question mark, like yes. as in correct. I mean, those are just three uses. Mm-hmm. The, the semantic range of the word right is broad. Yes. Well, the semantic word of uh, range of the word justify is also broad. It means to be proven, 
to be made right, to be ter- determined right. It could also have a, a theological concept mm-hmm. of to be reconciled to God. Yes. It has all these different uses. And in the context of Romans 4, Paul is explicitly talking about being reconciled to God, being mm-hmm. made right with being God. Being made right with him. Well, here, this is a debate between two people in James 2 where one person is saying, well, I have faith. And the other is saying, I have works. And he's saying, prove it to me. Mm-hmm. And what he's saying to you is that before men, you're proven justified by your works. Right. Which is a completely you're, you're, normal thing to say. That's right. So the contradiction is not there. And unless you need there to be a contradiction, and so, but there's no need for there to be one because their context and what they're addressing is completely, completely different. Uh, they're scratching different itches. They're right. addressing different problems. One is justification before men. Yes. Show me the value of your faith. One is justification before, before God. God. How am I being made right before God? The question that is being asked has been asked by very learned and and gifted individuals throughout history. Martin Luther wrestled with this very epistle, James, mm-hmm. to the point where he was so frustrated with James and his writing and how he thought it contradicted Paul. He called James an epistle of straw. Yep. Throw it in the fire and burn it. Throw it in the fire and burn it because James cannot be theologically correct. Feed it to the correct. horses. <laughs> yeah. Justification is always being made right before someone. And without our works, our faith is in can't be seen. And yep. that's what James is saying. He's saying, look, your justification is made right and it is made clear before people yep. by your good works. Absolutely. God can see... Both our works and our faith, which is inanimate and invisible, man can only see the visible. Yep. Uh, James gives an illustration of Rahab and says, Rahab the prostitute uh, was justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by uh, another way. And basically what what he's saying here is that Rahab was proven to be true by what she did. And who was she proven to? Well, not necessarily God. God 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 already already knew knew because he told them, go look for this woman, basically. Mm -hmm. But the, the... the people were like, how do we know we can trust her? Well, the moment she betrays her her homeland <laughs> her and defends the people of Israel, right. you know that you can trust this woman. That's she was right. justified. She was proven to be true and right and trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And so even, I mean, even the context alone just really helps you understand this. Um, Abraham is quoted and um, Abraham was proven um, before God in men where he was really at. You know, when it says Abraham was justified by works, it's actually... It's actually if as, as, as soon as the American can get out of our narrow view of justification and understand yes. that the word means different things in different contexts, then we can easily look at the context and say, this really has nothing to do with being made right before God. Right. So I appreciate the question a lot. It's a question that a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman Catholics will come to this uh, and they'll say, look, it says justified. Now, and, and I got to say this because uh, evangelicals need to understand that the way we use a word uh, often determines how we interpret the word. Yes. And when an, a Roman Catholic uses the word justification, they almost rarely ever mean what an evangelical means by justification. Mm-hmm. And so that's a really important thing. And in the, we'll just say the pop culture world where um, not professional pastors and priests and theologians are talking, um, it's easy for a Roman Catholic and an evangelical to talk past each other. So yes. in fact, Sometimes for a Roman Catholic, what what the evangelical means is justification. They use the word sanctification. Yes, and yes. what we mean as sanctification, they use as justification. justification. And again, that determines uh, that depends on which Catholic you're talking mm-hmm. to, how learned they are, what's what sector of Catholicism they're in, uh, where they were trained, wh- where they learned this. But you got to understand that 
Um, we have theological vocabulary. Um, so when I say I'm justified by faith, I'm, I'm not even, I'm, I'm, I mean something by that as mm-hmm. an evangelical. Yes. And when a Catholic says it, they actually mean something very, very different. Yes. And so that's what we got to understand. When you're trying to like debate or like prove to a Roman Catholic, when a Roman Catholic is trying to prove to you, you got to recognize vocabulary distinctions, uses of the word justification, saved, mm-hmm. sanctified, even things like immaculate conception, yeah. the way most evangelical Protestants use that is not at all referring to the way a Roman Catholic sure. would, even though they came up with the term. <laughs> you know, so like we just got to recognize that mostly this debate is between the Roman Catholics and evangelicals, maybe the Orthodox, but that's a different mm-hmm. story. Um, and we're really talking past each other. Um, but the clear, plain meaning of this text is being made right before people. That's exactly. That's the way I, I read it too. That Justify to me that you're saved. <laughs> yes, Prove exactly. it to me. And, and I can't prove it to you by telling you, no. well, I've got faith. I believe in Jesus. Yeah. You know, and you don't see that. You can't see if that's yep. genuine or not. Yeah. Can I close with, a, with an illustration? Love to hear it. You know, okay. So in ministry, it's like American Idol. Everybody thinks they can sing. <laughs> right? <laughs> so right. Uh, You got me hooked now. All right. You started somewhere. I, I'm, I'm intrigued. Here. Right. So the amount of people who are like, uh, are like, hey, I don't, I don't need, um, uh, what do you call the thing where you, uh, a trial. I don't need uh, a trial. I need tryout. an audition. Uh, audition. Thank yeah. you. The trial is the wrong word. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't need a, I don't need a, an audition. I'm, I'm good enough. I've, I've sang in many places. Yeah. I'm oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So in a lot of churches, actually, the it's kind of a bully move, to be mm-hmm. honest, where it's like, uh, no, I don't want to go through that process. I'm above it. Well, um, a lot of a lot of pastors buckle because they don't want to push back, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, we we always tell people, look, do you know how many people tell us that? And then we put a microphone in front of them, and we don't know what in God's green earth is happening. Yes, but and, it's not uh, music. Yeah, and it has it has it has nothing to do with you. It mm-hmm. just has to do with we've learned that. You need to you need to justify yourself. Yes, and the only you can't justify yourself to me by telling me. <laughs> yes, you you, have, you justify it, it by demonstrating yes. by doing it. You know, and like you can say all you want, you're a great singer, mm-hmm. but it has no substance. It means nothing right. unless it's acted upon and proven. And so we'll go through these rehearsals, and and honestly, the vast majority of the time, the people who say they're good are good. And mm-hmm. yes, but you know, every once in a while, you get that person, and they are convinced. Like they're on American Idol, and they're like, my mother and my vocal coach tell me I'm the best. <laughs> they're crying. You guys don't know good music when you can hear it. Mm-hmm. All of America is listening and thinking you're not good. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, and so this is the point of James is like I get that you tell me you're a believer. Prove it. Prove it. Because show, if you show me that by your by your choices, by your actions, right? By your words. If you can't prove it, then it's clearly not real. Because like prove to me you're alive. Well, I can breathe. Like it's not, it shouldn't be hard for me right. to prove this to you, you know? And and this is the deal. James is dealing with a group of people who are like, oh, we're believers. And he's like, you do nothing to show that. There's mm-hmm. nothing, there's yeah. no proof right. whatsoever. Like justify yourselves to me, prove yourselves to me because you're acting like non-Christians and you're claiming to do this, prove it. And, yeah. and that's and, the beauty of, of James is he, this whole book is so practical. Yes. He, he gives practical illustration over practical illustration of what the Christian life looks like when you live it out. Absolutely. And let's just say Romans 1 through 1 through 11, which is all theological. It's all which theological. Is, it, it, it's <laughs> practical yeah. in, in a sense, yeah. but not nearly <laughs> yeah. as practical in lifestyle as yeah. James. And, and primarily what Paul's dealing with when he talks about justification is salvation, theological terms, yes. et cetera. James is talking about purely practical terms. Mm-hmm. Prove it to me. So um, when you think about this verse, think about American Idol. And the next time somebody says, you know, I'm really good at this thing. And you say, 
Okay, prove it. Prove you know, it to Missouri, me. the Justify show me yourself. state. You yes. know, show me. You know, show <laughs> me the money. Right. That's what James is doing. Absolutely. Well, thanks, listeners, for joining us today. Please come back next time when we answer another great question, which will be: If God didn't create hell for humans, why didn't He predestine all people to accept Him? Whew. Ooh, what a question! It's a doozy. 